Hey everybody, you're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast, where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got a very exciting topic, which is the myths in real estate. Now, the reason there are so many myths in real estate is because people don't do enough research. And people don't have a lot of time to do that research. Well, technology has made learning about real estate a lot easier, but what we've done, hopefully, is put all of our 40 years of a combined experience and mistakes and all that information, hopefully in one place, which is our podcast, our TikToks, and all of those places where people can go and really get a crash course on real estate. We also have a have a, a course out there that people can take if they wanted to dive in and take that. And that's all through the homeboyspodcast.com. But today should be a pretty fun show because myths are fun. We love myths. We love this is like our own version of uh, Mythbusters, the real estate podcast. I know I used to watch that show all the time when I was a kid. You have a slight resemblance to one of the characters. Are you, you're going to say Adam or no, Jamie? No, no, Jamie, Jamie, the because bald. he's bald. Yeah, because so he's I have bald. one thing in common with him. I'm bald. He's got a little scruff. All right, here and there. All right. Well, hey, I'll take it. He's a very successful guy, and and obviously a very smart guy. So I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Looks like I'm Adam today. You Need are. to get my leather hat and some glasses. I, I'm not fitting the fitting the part, but well, we'll do our best to cover some of these myths and even bit bust some of the myths, and some of them um, may even be true. So in my experience, um, I've, I've come across so many myths, but the first one is that 20, you need 20% down payment when you're buying your own house. Yeah, that's definitely a myth. Definitely a myth. And how do you know that? <laughs> well, personally, I just bought my own house, um, a couple months ago and I only paid 5%, which I could have paid even lower if I wanted, if I really wanted to, but I ended up paying about 5% down and the reason you could do that is there's different options out there. So for first time home buyers, you can get FHA loans, mm-hmm. which those are very, very helpful and it can get you into a house where you don't have to waste money on rent and you can always refinance down the road. So it's not like you're going to be stuck in that, that with that mortgage payment for all eternity or 30 year fixed. But, um, yeah, that's the way I got in. So I definitely did not pay 20% down. Yeah. So there's mortgages out there like FHA where you can put as low as 3.5% down. There's all kinds of other mortgages too. I, I saw a special on USDA loans um, in some rural areas where it's 0% down. And it, you know, it, it's very select areas and there's all kinds of other criteria that you have to meet. But if you meet with a mortgage broker and start to understand those those ideas, even before you're ready to buy the house, we always suggest your first step in being uh, owning real estate for yourself or as an investor um, is to talk with a mortgage broker. And I think that it will bust a lot of those myths, which kind of brings us to to another myth about um, real estate and the mortgage process, which is getting pre-approved will hurt your credit. In most cases, they're not going to do a hard credit pull on you. You know, you mm-hmm. want to have those conversations first. You want to talk to the mortgage broker, tell him your plans. He will most likely, if they're competent, and most of them are, um, they'll be able to help guide you on possible different loans that you can do before you have have to do a hard credit pull. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and that should be the first step, whether you're buying for yourself or investing. In investing, you got to build that team. And in order to build the team, you, you should probably do that before you buy your first property and just dive in. So there's no time like the present for getting your, your mortgage broker in place because yeah. you're going to need mortgage broker. You'll need an accountant at some point uh, to help you take advantage, advantage of all the tax advantages that owning real estate has. And you'll need either a realtor or a turnkey company. But f- step one is getting past all those myths about how much money you need or don't mm-hmm. need to buy a house and finding out the truth which it's case by case is the bottom line. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you need to talk to a mortgage broker and you shouldn't be scared. It's kind of like my, my brother, he's a professor. And, and so, um, you know, PhD and, and lots of schooling behind that. Um, he had some heavy student loans and, and I kept telling him, you got to get a financial advisor. And he's like, well, I'm still paying off my student loans. I don't need one yet. That's when you need it. Yeah, definitely. That's, need it the most (laughs) before you, before you need it, you need it before you need it. And that's the same (laughs) with the mortgage brokers and you there, you might not mesh with the first few mortgage brokers. You know, the, the herd has been thinned a little bit lately with mortgage brokers as the refinance boom has crashed. So back when rates were 2%, there was uh, just everybody in the world was refinancing or buying a house. Mm. Well, the refinancing has come to a screeching halt. And not the inventory is down, so not as many people are getting mortgages. So the the bad mortgage brokers have have are being thinned out, and what's left is is the more robust folks, the people who've been around forever. So you you've got good odds of getting somebody good, but don't be scared to meet with mortgage broker. And if you don't like them or what they're saying, you find find somebody you mesh with because this is your team you're going to be building, and um. That, that team is going to take you all the way through, whether it's for your buying for your first house for yourself, your, your next house for yourself or investment properties. Yeah. I know you always emphasize like fit over performance. And a lot of times it's like, you want to find someone that you're going to work well with. And even if they're not, I know the number one in the industry or the area, sometimes working, just having that connection and the chemistry with that person will go a long way. It's so true. Now I do do some screening in a sense up front. Like I, I just stopped by our uh, accountant's office on the way in here because September 15th is when all of our business taxes are, are due. So I had to stop by there and sign a bazillion pages and he's the best in our state. His company is. Um, but I didn't pick him because of that. He was in the running because of that. So mm-hmm. I, I basically, there was five different accounting firms back in the nineties um, that were the, the best in real estate. And so I met with, I think four of those five. So I was already picking from the best. Yeah. So then I could just choose on fit. Mm-hmm. And there's something magical when you are on the same kind of wavelength as the people around you that are helping you build what you build, you know, our lawyer, our accountant, um, the, the mortgage folks that we work with for our clients, we have deep relationships with all these people and we're able to share our dreams and our goals. And it's amazing the feedback and the help that I've gotten over the years from everything from our account accountant suggesting a different insurance uh, product mm-hmm. and all kinds of random things because they get to know you and they know your goals and you've built a relationship with them. 
you get so much out of that. So, you know, myth, the myth that you have to have a large down payment, the myth that it's going to hurt your credit. Um, those are all myths. Go out there, start building your team, get your credit, credit pulled. That's just not doing those. is just going to stop you from buying real estate. Cause I mean, right. you need to get approved, pre-approved and sometimes you don't know what's you can actually afford once you get pre-approved. Cause when I found out how much I could afford when I was approved, I was like, Oh wow, I can get more than I thought I could. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, well why would, why would I not want to do that? It's a, uh, it's kind of interesting that you say that because I, I, uh, I bought a, a house, um, a few years ago, like four years ago, I think we moved in the house we're in now. And, I uh, made a cash offer. I was going to buy it with cash. And then I went to our banker and I said, I think I'm going to get, cause mortgage rates were about 2%. Mm. Uh, I think I, I was at 3% when we bought it. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to get a mortgage. So I went to my bank and, and I, I already had it under contract as a cash purchase, but I called my, our banker and I said, I need a, a pre-approval letter. And, uh, will you do a mortgage for me? And he's like, yeah, no problem. He sent over a pre-approval letter and the number on that pre-approval letter still to this day shocks me, <laughs> you know, what you're pre-approved for. So be careful about that too. Yeah. Just because you're pre-approved for, you know, X number of dollars doesn't mean you have to shop in that price point house. Like you always say, live within your means. Yeah. yeah don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say living within your means is, is well below what you can get pre-approved for. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not always the case, obviously, if you're just starting out, yeah. you know, it, it'll be closer to that, that top number, but um, just be careful with that. Don't buy the biggest house on your first one, because then you'll have nothing to upgrade to. Exactly. <laughs> right. You got to start small, start humble, and then you'll work yeah. your way up as you get, get older and wiser in life. It's so true. Plus, you can turn that first house into a rental and you're already on your way to building a, a portfolio that there way. There you go. <laughs> so another myth, um, when I started doing real estate, this was not a myth. This was actually more true than it is today was you had to have real estate as your full-time job yeah. or a lot of your time invested if you wanted to be a real estate investor. And it was just true. It either needed to take a lot of your time or full-time. And that's no longer true. And I wish more people knew how, that this was now a myth because all of the, techno the technology out there and the, these new companies that have popped up called turnkey companies that do it all for you all over the nation, they're, they do everything from, they buy the house, they fix it up, they put a warranty on it, they get it inspected and it's all done for you. And you can do that from the comfort of your home. So there's all these high earners out there who, you know, invest in their, for, max out their 401k, they invest their extra money. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are missing real estate in their portfolios. And the reason they're missing it is because they don't have the time for it. Well, they don't realize that it's achievable now to build a real estate portfolio if you're a professional and don't have the time. Yeah. Because these companies of true experts are out there in cities all over the country that do it all for you and treat it just like it's an investment. Yeah. And each month you get that mailbox money check. It's as simple as that. Now you got to make sure you work with a, a company that's got experience, proven track record, and you don't have to buy in your own city. That's the other part that's fascinating yeah. to me. Real estate. That should be a, that should be a myth on here. You got to buy, buy where you live. Yeah, yeah that's it not, is a yeah. myth, right? Yeah. yeah, you're right. That would be a myth. And it used to be a true myth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I bought a few houses in Florida back in the day. 
more than a few, a lot, and uh, condos and all kinds of stuff. But I was flying down there, you know, every other weekend. And it was basically almost a full-time job. And that's just, that was the, as, as little as you could get away with now, you know, we can own all over. In fact, we did recently own a bunch of houses in Florida. Didn't spend a a day there. My kids never even saw those places. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we owned them for years. Like dad, when are we going to the Florida vacation house? Florida. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. They just don't like Florida. I think I, I brought them down there too much. Because Florida is my happy place. But um, so real estate is not a full-time job because of turnkey and because of all these services that are now out there. Heck, you could find a realtor that specializes in investment properties and a property manager and just match those two up and you could probably get away with it. You know, you'd still have to worry a little bit about repairs and, and such, but you know, you don't even have to use a turnkey company. We highly suggest you use a turnkey company because it makes life easy. So you don't need to have real estate as a f- your full-time job. Yeah, I would say if you're going to do that, like have it as like a side hustle or whatever you want, do the research on the front end to where you are, you know for sure that you're going to be working with, you know, that, that experienced turnkey company. And I know you always say like time and market is one of the best qualifiers for a company. So if they've been around for five, 10 plus years, then that is a very good sign for that, especially. So if you're going to invest and not have it as your full-time job, do the research beforehand. I say that's a very, for sure. Make sure the people you're working with are the experts yeah. and that's part of building your team. You get the right mortgage uh, investment mortgage specialist in your corner. They're already going to know all the turnkey brokers across the, uh, across the country. Yeah. You know, it's a small community of them and and the people that are good, have been around for a while and the people that are not come and go uh, like ships in the night. I mean, it's just amazing how many of these companies pop up and disappear. And yet the original, the OGs in the industry just stick around year after year. All right, Jamie, what's our next myth? Well, another one is that you need an agent to buy a house. That's Mm. not true either with turnkey. Yeah. You know, you can, although most turnkey uh, specialists are licensed agencies and brokers, um, but you don't have to. And you, if, if you're versed in real estate uh, and it's kind of a part-time thing for you, you definitely don't need, need a, an agent. We suggest you become one if you're going to be doing it that yeah. way because the tools that you'll be able to, to get through that, uh, through being an agent, access to them less, are very, very useful to have. You know, I'm, I've been an agent um, since college um, because of those tools. But you don't have to be. And you don't have to use an agent. Another myth that we were just talking about on TikTok. This is a good one. Oh, yeah, it is. Buying is always better than renting. And you were reacting to a video about who, who had the video. Was it Dave Ramsey yeah. that was talking about this? Dave Ramsey was saying, you know, sometimes it's better to just keep renting while you get your financial house in order. While you get your finances in order, you save up a little and you get yourself stabilized. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And in many cases, renting is better than buying because of the market you're in. You know, there's a lot of markets that um, they're just, they're priced out. They're crazy. Yeah. And um, you may be missing out on some speculation that the market continue that trend. Let's say in a, in a San Francisco, you know, you're, you're spending, you know, $5 million for a starter home. Yeah. And 
no, we don't think that that's the time to buy. Yeah. You know, definitely not. it's, it's, there's places that just, we don't think it's the smartest thing to do is buy. There's also situations, you know, like my mom, she has no business owning. She does because I bought her the place. Yeah. But, um, you know, at a certain age, it's more of a hassle owning and having to deal with the maintenance and all Definitely. those responsibilities. So there's situational reasons that uh, you should rent instead of buy. There's financial reasons you should rent instead of buy. Yeah. Get your finances in order and then buy. And, you know, there's, I don't know where this trend is that everybody wants to buy and can't, all, all tenants. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a data geek. And so I look at the data and almost 30% of tenants are tenants that are renting by choice. They could easily afford yeah. a home to purchase a home and they don't, whether it's situational or uh, whatever reason, you know, they're going to be moving in a few yeah. years. And they it's a big commitment it. if you're going to buy. So, yeah. I mean, some people just don't feel the need to, or don't want to have that responsibility. I of, can't you know, blame them. Yeah. It is a lot. And if you are uh, just spending your rent each month on rent and then you invest the rest that you would have been putting in maintenance and upgrades mm -hmm. to your house, then good for you. That's yeah. an option too. But you should own real estate. Yeah. You should short, own. Only in short term. That is that is the the silver lining You don't lining be a long-term renter is, yeah. what he's, yeah. is what Dave Ramsey was saying. Being a short-term rental is no problem, but you should own real estate at some point. Yeah. And- I would all argue that even if you're a short-term renter, you should still own real estate, just not real estate you live in. Yeah, who were we, who were we talking about the other day that was they own tons of real estate and they rent out, they rent their place where they live. I forget. Oh, it my was, friend's son. Yeah, so I was actually just talking to him on the phone on the way here. He, uh, both his sons live in California. Mm -hmm. Both of them rent. Both of them are multimillionaires who rent in California and yeah. own a lot of real estate here. And it just it's smarter for them yeah. so they're not missing out on the appreciation that you get from owning real estate they're not missing yeah. out on that wealth building of a tenant paying down their mortgage for them they're able to build that wealth yet they're renters themselves yeah. so um what's some more myths um i think one of our last ones that we have is that you must sell your current home before buying your new one that's a that's a great myth and it's founded in a little bit of truth for people in the sense that if you don't plan correctly or you're just tight on your budget, yeah, you'll need to sell that house in order to get, get the equity out to use it as a down payment on yeah. your next house. However, with planning, with, with talking ahead, uh, with your mortgage brokers in advance, um, it's more feasible than people realize to keep the house that you are moving out of and turn it into a rental and then buy your next house it's more feasible and doable than people could ever imagine. That concept blows people's minds. Like what? How, how could you buy a new house without pulling all the equity and everything you put into the right. old house? It's it. There's, there's a bunch of different hacks and tactics you can take. The very first one is when you buy that first house, you in your mind, pretend like you haven't and you continue saving for a down payment. Yeah. That way you have money for the next down payment. There's a lot of other ways that are even easier than that which is doing a cash out refinance in a lot of most of America right now. If you bought a home more than five years ago and you're going to be selling it, then you want to move. You could probably do a cash out refinance because it has appreciated enough yeah. where you could do a cash out refinance, pull the money out to use as a down payment on your next house. Now, is that the best idea? Probably not because 
you might be at a 2% mortgage. And when you refinance, you're going to lose that and go to a 5%. Mm -hmm. But you can do all kinds of other things like get a home equity line of credit to use. And then you have the tenant pay that back for you. The tenant would be paying off the down payment on your next house. Not only would they be paying off your first house for you, but with the way rents are, they'll probably be paying off your down payment on your next house. Yeah. Yeah. What a dream. It, you, you couldn't know, ask for it easier. You couldn't. <laughs> and and it's just about understanding those things and not being scared to talk to the experts about it. Talk to uh, your mortgage broker, plan ahead. If you plan ahead and you know that you're going to need to do this, you won't believe the wealth you can build through these simple tips like mm-hmm. that. Don't sell the house you're in when you're ready to move. Just don't do it. Find a way. Scratch. Do a side hustle. Yeah. Whatever it takes. And you you can build all of that wealth. Because people are held back by their ability to earn based on how many hours they have in a day. Right? We can only earn as much yeah. as we can work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. People own real estate like me have passive income. People like all of our clients have giant passive income where the real estate is out there doing the work for them. What an amazing, amazing thing. And what's even better is it's more accessible than people could ever understand, especially if you own a home and you're going to be buying or upgrading to that next level house or moving for some reason. You already own that first house. Turn it into a rental Mm -hmm. and create amazing passive income, amazing generational wealth. Will it be easy? No, but there's property managers who can do it all for you. So it can be as hands-off as you want. And over time, that property is going to appreciate. The tenant's going to pay down your mortgage. And you're going to feel this power of passive income that in 10 years, when you look back, you won't believe the wealth that you've built. Clint has these friends who we, we talk about on here a lot because they were smarter than Clint and I. This is, this is an area where Clint and I both screwed up. We sold a lot of our houses when we would move. Because yeah. we were like, well, we own enough other rental properties. And we didn't do this hack. And I regret it. But he's got these two friends. One's a teacher. The other works at a university in their sports department. So not like ultra high earners. Just yeah. Normal. Normal folks. guys. <laughs> They're worth millions of dollars. Because every time they would move, and they would move like every three years, they had us turn that house into a rental, their old house. Yeah. And the, the very first one, it's paid off in full. And I think they paid $140 for it. It's worth like $280, maybe $290 now. They have $290,000 that the tenant paid off for yeah. them just sitting there. And then like three of their other houses are almost paid off. Yeah. It's just amazing the wealth that they built through this tiny little tip. Mm-hmm. And it didn't take much work. And it probably, I mean, once you get to that stage, it's not costing a lot of your own money. You know, you can borrow a lot of that money. You can get loans and stuff for that. So, I mean, that's the nice thing about real estate. It's, you know, it's not, it's borrowed money a lot of times. So. It is. Yeah. Well, we could go over myths all day long here because there are a lot of them out there, but you just have to understand. Let me just summarize it this way. Real estate has such amazing rewards with that passive income, with tenants paying down your mortgage, with that capturing that appreciation. It's a giant wealth builder. There's a reason why 90% of millionaires claim that real estate was one of the main reasons that they became millionaires. Real estate is very powerful at creating wealth, at creating passive income. And there are myths that will hold you back from doing it, but there are ways to get through almost every step of this. It's more accessible than people could ever imagine. It's easier than any other investment for the average person to rise up Mm -hmm. and go achieve it. 
Yeah. So if you're listening to this, don't be held back by rumors. Don't be held back by myths. You can do it. And if you have questions on like what is true and what's not true, just reach out to us. We'd love to answer any questions you have or just any comments or concerns you have on, on certain real estate topics. So yeah, don't don't hesitate to reach out. We love answering questions and yeah. Yeah, we could talk real estate all day. If, if anybody knows us, they know that one thing. Yeah. We're happy to talk real estate anytime. Well, that's it for today. We appreciate uh, you all listening. If you want to see some of our sh- short form content, don't uh, forget to check out our TikTok. It's at thehomeboyspodcast.com. Until next time, homies, happy investing.